Welcome to Heating Up, a podcast about climate change, our dangerous future, and what you can do about it. And don't forget to like us, subscribe, download, review, all the things you would do wherever you find your podcast. Share, whatever, do all those things. There, there's tons of emergencies that are going to be happening, and they're only getting worse due to climate change. And no one is ready for it. Including so, us. Including us, yeah. <laughs> Who are, are, so, pl- are thinking about it. Yeah. So I think like the, the premise of this show is going to be talking about that and what we're doing to get ready and how we can maybe help others or maybe even just inspire other people to start getting basic supplies ready. Or inspiring ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Also, as a way to force ourselves to do it. Because yeah. otherwise, we would not do this. Yeah. You know, the thing we have going for us is that we're not really experts on anything. <laughs> That's what I would describe as, that's, that's what we've got going for yeah. us. I don't know if that's what we have going for us so much, as, but that's the that's reality. That's the truth the of what's happening is, here. We are not experts on anything. Yeah, not an expert. And so I feel like we need to kind of lean into that a little okay, bit. Okay, leaning in. Like, uh, you know, because if we prep too much, we're just regurgitating information that we got online. And don't understand all and, that yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we should do a little bit of that, but for the most part, I'm thinking... What we want to do is get together, talk about the crazy things that are happening, uh-huh. how everything is escalating, uh-huh. and how nobody's ready for it, uh-huh. and then how we personally are going to start trying to be responsible adults and get ready for it. Okay. Because, like, just this week, there was a power outage at my house. Me too. Yeah. So, like, big storm. Uh-huh. Uh, not there, even that big of a storm, really. Not even that big of a storm, but really windy. <laughs> and again, storms are only going to get worse around here. Right. But... Big storm, knocked out power to something like 20,000 people in the area, mm-hmm. knocked out power for us in the middle of the night, and I realized, despite all my talk about wanting to get ready, I was not even ready for a simple power nope, outage. No, me neither. I had <laughs> to go, like, stumble through my garage to find a lantern. Luckily, they had batteries, but I uh-huh. uh, got my lantern out and got a couple of flashlights, and then we, like, fooled around getting everything ready. I realized my alarm clock, which is supposed to have, like, battery backup, has broken somewhere, So the battery backup did not work, so I had no alarm clock, so I had to, like, figure out how I was going to, like, wake up in the morning for work and do all this, and I figured it out. I was fine. But bottom line is, we were not ready for no power. Luckily, it happened at, like, 7 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. I wake up in the morning, we have power. Yeah. Fine. My neighbor across the street, they lost power for over 24 hours. Really? Yeah. They had no power that whole day, so in the afternoon, they came over and were like, hey, can you, uh, do you guys have power? Yes. Can we charge your phones? And I was sure, sure, sure. So let them, you the know. The neighbor's directly across the street? Yeah, the nice people no. over there. So, you know, they came over and, you know, I plugged their phones in or whatever, gave them a big charge. They, you know, they asked if we had any lanterns or anything, so I gave them a couple of lanterns and flashlights and sent them over and they brought them back the next couple of days. But bottom line is they were out for over 24 hours and, like, that would be rough in a, in a lot of regards. Luckily, they have like a wood burning fireplace, so they were able to keep it a little warm. But again, mm-hmm. your power's out, you don't have a heater, you know, power's out, you don't have lights or electronics or any of that stuff, and they lost it for 24 hours. Yeah, that would be rough. And yeah. I was just realizing, you know what? That's like the le- that's like the lightest, most you know, simple emergency anyone could you ever have to deal with. You should expect in a regular. <laughs> yeah, in regular life that yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, but in this you know escalating heating up world, that's going to happen a lot more. And much worse. Uh, I thought of the same thing. My power kind of, it would go off and on. Did that like five or six times. And then it went out for like an hour, maybe tops. And I was like, sh- the, the same problem. I was like, uh, alarm clock. I use my phone. Hmm. I would be charging it all night. So I like turned it off and I was like, 
I'll turn it on when I go to bed and I'll hope it lasts through the night. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I got a lot of food in that fridge. Hope it stays cold. <laughs> I don't have, uh, don't know what I have to buy a whole new groceries. Hmm. Didn't buy any. Okay. Well, and I was like uh, pretty happy when it came back on in an hour because I realized, I, and I thought like, Oh, I should have really filled up those jugs I bought to fill up with water and actually filled them with water. This yeah, month. you they purchased <laughs> it got water halfway supply. there. Halfway. <laughs> it's there. just been hauled around in the backseat. Living of your on car. a prayer. <laughs> it's in the backseat of my car. It's, you know, it's going to get there. It'll get there. Yeah. Then, yeah. We are unprepared. We, we are should unprepared. be clear on that. I have, The closest to being prepared is I've got one of those 120 hour candles. Uh, that I don't know how to use. Yeah, you As, randomly bought. Uh, <laughs> you were like, look, I got this candle. Look at this candle. I figured that's a good one. You got to be able to see. If I can't even see where my water is at, the, the water's not even going to help. And I don't have the water. I've got containers to put almost the amount of water that I'm supposed to have for my one person. Almost. What we're, We didn't really even get into who we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Corinne and uh, my brother Derek here. That's me. That's him. So, yeah, we're just kind of normal people. Mostly. Uh, yeah, I'm 35, married, I got kids. Uh, Corinne is forever alone. Forever alone, gonna die alone. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 30, uh, unmarried, no kids, uh, still completely unprepared. <laughs> yeah, neither of us are prepared in our situation, so we feel like between the two of us, we've got a lot of the millennial generation covered, mm -hmm. um, you know, what their living situation is like. Um, but yeah, so that's us. So this is, And then we've already talked quite a bit about what we're doing and kind of why. Um, we're doing it here in my dad's house, uh, because I don't have a place to do this. Actually, we were going to do it at my house, and then we were always sketchy because I have two stupid dogs who, mm, yep. like, bark all the time. For no reason. So, but we were like, oh, we'll edit that out in post. <laughs> uh, and then my wife invited my daughter's friend over, so we were going to have some, like, 10-year-old kids running around the house with no. the dogs. We're like, nope. Moving it to Moving grandpa's. Moving it to grandpa's house. So we're in my uh, dad's spare room, the cat room. So yeah. it's a... Uh, I guess got... maybe we should explain. We are, we're Sacramento locals. Yep, we're locals to Sacramento. So Sacramento, California, is, and we'll kind of probably hit on a lot of stuff that's uh, locally concerned. So yeah, we're mostly Northern concerned California. about floods and Sacramento. Floods and fires. And then fires nearby. I mean, fires in the city of Sacramento proper, not super likely. Although, I mean, paradise burned to the ground. Yeah, but that's... It's a city. Yeah. I don't think anyone living in paradise thought, you know what? Fire is going to just roll through here. Right. Okay. There's a lot of cement here. I don't know. It just seems less it does likely. Seem unlikely. It seems unlikely. It's in the surrounding areas, people that we know will be affected by fires and have been. And uh, floods are going to be big in Sacramento. So that's what we're mostly And probably, all sorts of other things. I yeah. mean, there's already water crises all over the place here in the state. We are, we were just um, constantly in a drought. We're just never not in drought. <laughs> sure. Well, and even like Gavin Newsom, like his first day in office, just visited a town here in, Sac or in the state that like hasn't had water for years. That all they can drink is bottled water. Like, yeah. Their, their water has been poisoned. Uh, and they have no That's actual... separate from Flint, Michigan, which has not had safe water in five years? Oh, something more than that, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, forever. Basically, forever. we've completely forgotten about them and don't care anymore. Yeah, there's plenty of cities all over this country where you can't even uh, get the water. So um, we'll get into that when we talk more about water in chapter two. Probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Step but, uh, 72. Sure, something like that. Um, so it's who, what, when, where, when, uh, hopefully we're going to be doing this every other week is the idea of releasing a, a podcast good twice goal. a month. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So I think that that's what we're going to do. Like, okay. I feel like, you know, there's not really a ton of point in prepping a ton of information. We should have, we'll have some information. We'll have links. Mm-hmm. We'll have whatever once we get the website up and going uh, for more information. But we'll just do basics and then kind of what we're doing, how we're getting ready. And then just talk about as they occur because climate catastrophes are unfolding all the time everywhere. Like, right now is, it may be rainy and cold in Sacramento, but it's also brutally summer in Australia, mm-hmm. where it's like, they had to invent a new color on the map of, like, to show heat, because they it's just so They went from red hot. to purple, Yeah, it's to... like this dark, bloody purple. It's terrifying, <laughs> because it's, like, over 120 degrees so often in places that it's like, yeah. Um, and that, coming soon to Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. the bloody purple bloody color. Bloody purple color. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, so yeah, I feel like we could talk about things like that. So keep our eye on the news and what's happening as far as that goes, as well as other terrible catastrophes, because the climate catastrophe is only the most pressing concern for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the Trump catastrophe. I was um, going to say, those things are all entangled. You yeah, know? they're all uh... definitely interrelated. But yeah, talking about whatever is going on is making the world worse, and then how we're getting ready for that sort of thing. Um, yeah yeah not so. we're not getting ready for it. we our dad bought some resilience beer so we're basically fixing paradise basically. Uh, <laughs> I, i've heard it's completely fixed now. it's everything's it's not in the news anymore so <laughs> well the beer is you hear yeah, about the beer. beer it's vaguely uh known uh, still yeah so uh to help us with that project i actually got Ooh. something for christmas did uh, you buy it yourself or someone no, buy it for I you i got a gift and it's called the prepper's pocket guide 101 Easy Things You Can Do to Ready Your Home for Disaster Okay, by Bernie Carr. First of all, I love it. But second of all, I love that it is like the antithesis of what you feel about environmentalism, which is like the the five things you can do to save 25 gallons of water a week. You too can be an environmentalist. Sure, sure. Uh, fair point. <laughs> uh, thanks, Corinne. I appreciate you really just stealing thunder. <laughs> no, my point was it's good there's a hundred things that we can do to start out we can uh-huh. go through some of these things that'll give us like a way to get started and i feel like even if this isn't nearly enough doing these things will probably be enough to survive to be better than most yeah i feel like if i've done these hundred things uh, a 24-hour power outage will be no big okay so, so are these in a particular order alphabetical like organized by so like sections. by section yeah so like getting started is section one and then financial readiness water Ooh. needs readying your home food supplies there's a whole one when the power is out okay so, well yeah. that's a good one yeah we'll skip to number 85 <laughs> then yeah uh so things like that okay. um yeah so we'll kind of go into that and other out topics as as they come up um, and then just, yeah, talk about what's going on in the world as well. So maybe prep some news stories for us. Have special guests. Maybe. Ooh, yeah, special guests. Find some special guests. We're going to get Corinne to buy a gun by the end we of this. We are going to get Corinne to buy a gun. Yeah, we might Still get not going to buy a gun. gun. You know, we'll, we'll deal with that. In fact, this weekend, a gun show at Cadillac Expo. There's always gun shows at Cadillac Expo. Always but... a gun and doll show. Yeah. I always thought that was an interesting <laughs> I do combination. like that combination. It's like Guns something for the to... ladies. Yeah. Well... Well, wivesies, we've got something for you. Didn't you want to collect dolls? Yeah, of the creepy things you could collect with guns. Like, imagine a house with one room nothing but guns and the other room nothing but creepy ceramic dolls. I uh, that, that that advertisement, that sign has been up there on freaking Watt Avenue, Folsom and Watt for my entire life, guns and dolls. <laughs> and I remember always thinking, 
and picturing just guns shooting dolls. I had just assumed the dolls were target practice for the guns. That, that is all. I never actually thought of it that way, but it makes sense. <laughs> That's what I thought in my child's brain, and it stuck. Yeah. It's still there, okay. so. Good, yeah. Well, we could go shoot some we dolls We could with guns. check it out. Yeah. Could, be, could be a good crowd. Could be a good crowd. Yeah, there are kind of people I'm imagining with yeah. the kind of doll show. I think so. I think we'd get along. Find myself a husband there. Yeah. It's good guys. Uh, okay so what's the first step in the uh, prepper's pocket guide by bernie carr number one is not even one that you would normally expect it's uh like to get you ready to actually start buying prepping supplies is declutter your home wow okay well we've got the marie con method on netflix coming out already it's already so here yeah we can immediately go right to it you're not even getting outside the normal spectrum of typical people's thing you watch some tv and throw some junk out there you go well, I like this starting with decluttering your home. That's a real easy get your get your feet wet sort of a start step here. That's probably why they picked it, I'm guessing. Yeah, basically it says you will need to free up some space to store your emergency preparedness supplies. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that and just, you know, kind of the whole idea of kind of simplifying your life, getting rid of stuff, selling it to make some money to buy prepping supplies. You know, that sort of stuff. So that's okay. number one. Number two related is like get creative about storage space, like where you can store your supplies. Because like... We've all seen like the the bunkers, the bunkers that people have on like what's that show from Discovery Channel? Oh, Prepper, Doomsday Preppers. Doomsday Preppers. Yeah, people yeah. have like their whole like secret you know compartments filled with canned goods, and we're thinking I'm not going to do that. No, nobody should really. Well, <laughs> shouldn't say nobody should, but you probably shouldn't. And again, we're broke ass normal people, and we're not going to do that. No. So like. Where can you store stuff? Like, you've got those water containers. I think part of the reason you don't have them filled I in your house... I don't know where to put them. <laughs> you have no idea where to put a five I live in water. one of the smallest apartments in Sacramento, I'd be willing to bet. Sure. So, like, you know, your bedroom and closet or... Don't have a bedroom. It is yeah. one room. It is a studio. Your bathrooms. But, like, underneath your bed, things like that are good places to store this sort of stuff. Um, items can be flattened, such as blankets and comforters. Can be stored in plastic bags and stored under the bed. Um, living room and dining room, there are places, you know, like in a cabinet, repurposed to, for emergency supplies, or horizontal shelves that you can put on your walls, things like that. So there's, it's like, kind of they're connected, those mm -hmm. two. Mm -hmm. um, get creative about space. And then, yeah, so that's part of it. But the other part, the next one, number three, and we'll talk a bit about that today, is rethink your mindset. And so this is kind of where we want to start with everybody, because it's like, as we kind of said earlier... This stuff is coming. This stuff is already happening. We mentioned the campfire. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there were floods this summer all over in North Carolina and South Carolina and Florida and Louisiana. And they're going to be here as well. Guaranteed it. Um, there's fires. There's tsunamis. There's everything happening all the time. And it's only going to get worse due to climate change. So, like, these things are, as our podcast name suggests, heating up. Mm -hmm. um, so our risk for emergency situations is going up astronomically and no one is really prepared at all for what's what we're already about to experience we're already experiencing like the people in paradise were not prepared for that fire the people all over north carolina even though they've had multiple floods in the last 10 years were not prepared for this most recent flood and so you know it's a good idea to start getting ready for this stuff so changing your mindset to thinking that you know prepping is some sort of like crazy person's task and it's only like old men living in a cabin yeah, like you said, with a room full of guns and dolls yeah. and another room full of canned <laughs> beans. Like, no, normal people should be prepared yeah. because we all had a blackout. 
right. the other day. So you should be able to have some candles on hand or even just simple stuff like an alarm clock to get you up for work yeah. the next day. Yeah. Um, so changing your mindset to start thinking about things in a way that's like, I need to be a little more resilient in my life. This is prepared for natural disasters that are common, not the zombie apocalypse, not necessarily nuclear war, not necessarily things that are like uh, considered the sort of crazy person preparedness. It's more of, you know, getting ready for the inevitable power outage, fires, floods that always happen but are just a little bit worse in today's age yeah they're going to be a little bit worse they're going to last a little longer um and the response is already completely inadequate like we can look and see the response to the re most recent hurricanes and stuff that's you know the big floods in the carolinas and even the campfire how they're still haven't cleaned it up and all this stuff and like at this point, you should not be expecting the government to save you from an event that occurs. Yeah. Like if you're not ready to save yourself, it's kind of a shame on you. Point. And again, we're not blaming anyone else. We're not ready at all. Not ready. This is for us. Not ready at all. But everyone should at this point be aware that guess what? You're on your own. Come the time of an emergency. We're um, yeah, if Donald Trump's quite literally saying he will not help us. Yeah. Uh, so and I mean even way back, just you know. Was it 15 years ago? Not even. Um, uh, Hurricane Katrina. I remember when everyone just couldn't believe how much help people were not getting. How long it took people to get rescued. How long it took people to get into even just temporary shelters. Uh, and I think that was a big, uh, big moment for everybody. And it's just gotten worse. Yeah, it should have been a big eye-opener for everyone. I mean, I think it was. But I think people go back to the normal. They go, okay, well, that was crazy. And... Good thing I don't live there. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh-huh. But uh, it, it's it's coming everywhere. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, changing your mindset to the point where this isn't a bad thing, and it's not this crazy right-wing thing either, mm. because it's going to affect everybody, and especially because, you know, we're going to be um, unapologetically left-wing on this podcast. Yeah. Another reason we wanted to make this podcast is because so many podcasts are... There's a ton of podcasts out there for prepping or for preparedness, and they almost all come from the from the right, from the far right of the yeah. political spectrum. Some of them don't try and bring that politics into it very much. Which is nice. Which is nice, <laughs> but it's there. There's an undercurrent you know of it. It's, you know what um, it is. You know what it is. And some of them are just overtly right. far right. And those people are getting ready. Like, They're going to survive. And yeah. that's what we'll be left with, guys. And that's who we'll be in the mercy of. <laughs> it's not even just that. Like with Hurricane Harvey... Right-wing militias responded to the hurricane and helped people out and, like, took over small communities and, like, took over the, 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 the fixing of them from FEMA or got there before FEMA because they were so far behind. And, like, we don't want to have to rely on that. Like, that's a bad sign that yeah. they're getting ready. And currently, right now, the only people in America that are getting ready for this sort of disaster are the far-right militias, the crazy religious nuts... And I don't even, the doomsday crazies were just, you know, the, the exotic other crazies. But none of them are people we want to have more power. No. And so, <laughs> and so yeah, if, if there's a disaster, you have to respond to your first basic needs first, right? Like if you don't have water and you don't have food or shelter, you have to deal with those needs. First. And in that time, the people that already have water and food and shelter... They're four steps ahead of you. They're steps ahead of you, and they're responding to that crisis and taking advantage of those opportunities that, you know, those crises provide. Um, 
you know, one of the terms people throw out there a lot is like an Overton window where you can change the dialogue or, you know, have these sort an of... Overton window? I'm sorry, I'm just going to say for the, the layman, I don't know what oh, that now is. now you're really testing me. I believe, I don't know where that comes from, but it's like this idea that you can shift the dialogue or, sh- you know, there's a there's a time and a place where you can consciously kind of move the the social conversation to a, to the right or to the left, like take mm-hmm. advantage of the times. Uh, so like the right is really good at doing this. They're great at it. They're very, yeah, the, the modern right is very good at it. And, you know, and they're ready for these disasters to strike and then take advantage of it. I know that uh, uh, Naomi Klein talks about it in, you know, her book, Shock Doctrine, about how these shocks to the system, which is what a natural disaster is, the right pounces on them to implement their program on people that are too busy dealing with those, you know, basic needs. So, like, we won't talk about Katrina. So, like, she mentions how after Katrina, the right came in and, like, took over the school board and turned it all into, you know, uh, you know, got rid of all the public schools. And now they're all choice schools and it's gotten terrible. Or they, you know, get rid of these government programs in this area. They see their evil opportunities. Exactly, and because they they're not having to deal with fighting for food and water. And the people that are don't have the time or energy to deal with those second, third degree, you know, stations. They're too busy trying to find shelter for the night. Mm-hmm. So if you have those things in place, not only are you more prepared to fight back against that, you know, shift to the right, you're also prepared to help other people. So right. again, from the left, I'm not just about like saving me and mine. Like, yeah, first and foremost, yes. First and foremost, yes. Me you, and my your wife, and your safe. kids need to be safe, number one. But if I have enough food and water, like, or like, just like the other day, my your neighbor, neighbor was out of power. Like, I'm not going to be like, sucks to be you guys, to slam the door <laughs> on my neighbor. You know, yeah. I'd love to help them. Yeah. So, like, if I already have sandbags and my neighbor needs to fill sandbags because, you know, she's an old lady, of course I'm going to go over and right. help save her home, like, because I'm a good person. Yeah. Uh, I'm and like, then, you know, then the, say we've talked about this before, too, then the when resources do come to help, if you're not the one that's struggling, someone who's healthy and young and able to take care of themselves, they can put their resources to helping your elderly, your people who are unprepared because of financial reasons or whatever. And you're not taking away from those resources when you could have easily done some of that preparing yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, we ha- we're lucky enough to be in a position to prepare. It's not like either of us are... Uh, Swimming in money. I mean, once this podcast gets going, <laughs> of course. once we get that Casper mattress money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Fresh to you. Where are you yeah. at? <laughs> once they start sponsoring us, then we're going to be rolling in Dell. Yeah. But until then, neither of us have a ton of money to put towards anything like this. Right. So we're going to be talking about budget preps. So, like, part of it is getting yourself financially ready. Um, I mean, how many people are prepared for the disaster of losing their job? Not prepared. Zero percent prepared. Zero percent prepared, right? <laughs> That's and actually my goal for the year is uh, is to, I think I heard years ago by like that crazy Susie Orman. No, sure you may not. That lady, she uh, she said you need to have a minimum of three months of your bills in savings ready to go because you will easily be out of work for three months at any time. And I don't have three months worth of my bills in a savings account ready to go. None. I've got none months of bills in my savings account ready to go. So. Sure. And I mean, and, and today's, again, not even dealing with climate change, but just the shift to this total like gig economy and, oh, you know, the, the way that some of these, you know, mega corporations handle their employees. Like nobody has job security anymore. Nobody has, you know, a good paying job anymore. Yeah. Um, so we're all financially insecure. So things like getting yourself financially ready or even ha- if you have a bunch of canned beans 
like and you lose your job you don't have to spend as much money on food you can eat through your mm -hmm. foods and like little things like that are going to help you be ready to weather any kind of hardship not just the you know catastrophic climate change hardships which are coming mm -hmm. but plenty of other ones i mean how so how many people lost their job because of the campfire i can't even imagine tons i can't yeah again thousands at least right yeah they had to be displaced they lost their home they and lost then the, everything and then there's those people who said you know you coming into work today i lost my house yep you better find a way to get to work you know yeah. like there's no excuse here uh nobody has empathy <laughs> right Ugh. yeah so yeah i mean we're going to talk about just kind of getting ourselves ready for what's coming because it's all coming it's all heating up um and that's the idea of our podcast so if that sounds interesting to you if you want to help along so I think that's all the uh, basics you need to know for our kind of first episode here. If you have any subjects you wanted to hear about or... Uh... Yeah, let us know. Give us a... We've got an email address. It'll be uh, heating up or what do we call it? Heating up podcast? Yay. At heating up podcast. We should figure that out. We'll figure it all out. We'll edit that. Edit that in post. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, if, you, if you're an expert in any environmental issues that you think would be helpful, preparedness wise, we could yeah. use great guests on here uh you know and maybe maybe just ask us questions or anything that you're concerned about and bring it up yeah we're looking for subjects to talk about yeah otherwise you have to listen to us blather on about whatever we think is interesting okay so we're gonna wrap it up for the day uh i'm derek that's corinne this has been the heating up podcast what do they always say at the end of podcasts like, uh, like, like us cl click, click like subscribe review review something we don't Share, have any money to give post. away prizes for reviewing yet. We have yet. nothing. Uh, we do hopefully plan on doing some sort of giveaway in the very near future. We're gonna, we're gonna make it work. We want it to be a little more pro, guys. Uh, we we're are just not good at this. <laughs> we're not pros. No. We're super not pros. All right. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Heating Up Podcast, as well as Twitter, Heating Up Pod. Uh, you can email us at heatinguppodcast at gmail.com. Uh, awesome team great job uh boom roasted yeah all right thanks guys <laughs> thanks guys